James. And this is Mystery of the Shadows coming to you from Mystery Mansion. So this will be what our third podcast. Yes. Which means Lizabella made the choice on this one, this episode. Okay. Um, so let's hear what she decided to go with. I went with the Salem Witch Trials. Which I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> I thought I knew a good bit, but when I did the research, I found out so much more. So it was very interesting. So we're going to do what we did as always. Just, you know, tell the facts and we'll discuss it. Yep. And between we'll give some opinions. And at the end, we'll decide we'll talk about it some more. Like we did with the last episode we did Lizzie Borden. Yep. That sounds like the uh, plan for what we're going to do. So before we start, again, we have a YouTube channel out there on same name, Mystery of the Shadows. So definitely go over and check it out. Um, we do have like a little episode of the first episode over there. And a little bit a little bit of other things on there, but we're planning on adding a lot more. And of course, visiting haunted stuff and doing actually some haunting tracking and all that good stuff paranormal tracking and stuff just so you're right yes and getting some of the equipment and stuff you have to do right exactly all right so we'll get into your podcast all right guys so like i said salem witch trials so the salem witch trials began in february of 1692 and it ended in may of 1693 so 1600s the end of 1600s so we're talking like hold on can't do the math right now but we're talking like, wow, a long yes. time ago. I mean, we, I think we're, we're talking like before Civil War, right? Yeah. Yeah, before the Civil wow. War. Wow. We're talking way back, back, back. Yes, a long time ago. So just imagine, I mean, I know we have all the modern technology now, but just imagine living back then. There's no electricity. There's no modern plumbing. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's not even, uh, like, I mean, the courts haven't done equal rights. You ain't got nothing yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just at a time where it's like, I mean, this is like pre-Wild West kind of times, right? I believe so. I don't know the timeline for the Wild West, but I think you are correct on that as yeah, well. Yeah, I believe, like, the Wild West is 1800, so that's yeah, kind of wild. Right. Yeah, so all the way back there. Well, this obvious was after America was discovered. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Um, because we are in America. We're in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, what part again? Salem, Salem Massachusetts? Uh, Salem. So um, this particular village is in Salem Village. Okay. Which is now, if I'm not mistaken, Danvers, Massachusetts. Gotcha. So, um, so more than 200 people were accused. And uh, 30 were found guilty, 19 of whom were executed by hanging. So it was 14 women and 5 men. Well, accused of what? Actually, well, so there was 200 accused of witchcraft. So they were accused of being witches? Yes. 200 people. 200 people. Wow. Yeah. And then 30 were found guilty. 19 were executed by hanging. Like that's what I was saying. 14 women and 5 men. So even men were accused of witchcraft. Yes. Now, it was, uh, I was getting ready to get into that. There's actually a 78% uh, of ratio were women that were accused, but there was still a percentage of men that were accused back then. Wow. And another fascinating fact is that they had these kind of trials way before this, years before, but this is the only time it became like a mass hysteria and it went like to this extreme. So 
what you're saying is back then, even before this event in America, mm-hmm. witchcraft was a known thing. People believed it, people believed in witches, and people were prosecuted and hung or killed in certain ways if they were accused and found guilty of being a witch. Yes. And this wasn't just to the United States. This was actually uh, everywhere. Through the, yeah, through all of uh, Yeah, because the European um, side tends to burn witches at the stake. But wow. over here, we, we, we hung them. Um, which there was a small fact that it was due to the Catholic religion. That's why they burned them. Something about um, not wanting the women to be seen naked or anything like that or no blood. So they, they just burned them. It was really weird. So yeah, but over here we hung them, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, there. So the forts there were nineteen executed or found, yeah nineteen executed. Uh, and then there was one other other man, Giles uh, Corey, who was actually killed for refusing to give a plea. He didn't want to give a plea of guilty or not guilty. So they killed him. Yeah, by accident, but they they killed him. Uh, Which we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I got to hear what the accident is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a last, uh, at least five people died in jail. Well, I mean, they weren't exactly treated good. There was no uh, <laughs> good rules back then. Oh, no. And jail's still bad now, but back then, there was nothing to protect uh, oh, no, no. people in jail. It, it wasn't. There was, um, and as you'll hear as I get further into how they were judged and accused, it was completely just no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, there was no, you didn't need evidence back then. <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. So um, they even said that uh, quarrels with neighbors were often incited in witchcraft allegations. And uh, also women who did not conform to the norms of Puritan society were also, also targeted for being accused of being witches as well. So women who were unmarried or did not have children Maybe uh, they they dressed differently, looked differently, came from another country. All of that would get you easily accused. Just anything that would make you different. Yeah. From what they were. Yes. So in today's society, you just consider different, or just everybody has their own personality. Back then, you were considered a witch because you were different. Yep. Or your neighbor maybe just didn't like you. That's that's, that's scary. That's scary but crazy. Yes. So like I said, the story starts in Salem Village in February 1692. Now, uh, this village had re- recently dealt with a smallpox outbreak, which wasn't their first outbreak, but they had just went through yeah, that. I mean, smallpox was big around that time. It was. Um, and there was actually some rumors before this really got started that people were thinking, well, maybe it was to do with witchcraft. So they felt like smallpox could be a witchcraft spell. Yes. Compared to actually being what it is. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, one day, Betty Paris, which was age nine, and her cousin Abigail Williams, age 11, um, and who was the daughter and niece, respectfully, of Reverend Samuel Paris, began to have fits described as beyond the power of epileptic, epileptic fits or natural disease by, to affect. So what does that mean? They were so they were convulsing. They were having. Um, they were bending in unusual ways. They were throwing things, almost to the sound of like a tantrum. But then, a tantrum or, or something. Some yeah, something to that effect. So yeah, these girls were having that. Their kids. Their kids, nine and so eleven. So having the one with kid temper tantrum kind of. 
that's what it sounds like when they describe it. Um, they're crawling under the furniture as well. They're making strange sounds. Still being kids. Yeah. Um, so according to eyewitnesses, um, who witnesses was one was Reverend Diodot Lawson, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, who was also a former minister of Salem Village. He witnessed the girls having these fits. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the girls also complained of being pinched and, and pricked with pins, which is also kind of where that's not a fit type thing. So but... they were saying they were, this was happening to them, right? Right. So they were saying that they were feeling like they were being pinched or poked with pins. Okay. Plus, there other people were witnessing the fits of them, you know, uh-huh. acting out. So, um, the doctor in town, which was William Griggs, was the only one they had in the area. He uh, could not find no physical evidence of any ailment. Um, so, this doctor actually would, would eventually be in charge of diagnosing and determining how much of a witch you were. So, he, a doctor, yeah, was the one that could also diagnose you both being a witch. Apparently, yes. Well, no second opinions, so sorry about your luck back like, then. I told the witch doctor. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so he also uh, said that the girls were afflicted and under an evil hand or and bewitched. That's what his explanation was when the girls, when he, you know. So what I'm getting here is the back then, when people did stuff abnormally, it was considered witchcraft. In today's world, it's considered a mental illness. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it's just hilarious. It's just <laughs> right. hilarious how back then it couldn't have been a mental issue. It couldn't have been a temper tantrum. It couldn't have been because you were different. It had to be witchcraft. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now, not only that were those two young girls having signs of this, now other young girls in the village were having the same affliction. Oh, so other kids, yeah. girls uh, were having the same symptoms. Yep. So it was like they were considering a widespread witchcraft going on. Yes. Um, so Dr. Griggs, the witch doctor, we're going to say, <laughs> asked the girls who was causing this problem. Who who they think was, you know, pinching them, poking them with pins, causing all of this ruckus. So the two girls that I had mentioned, plus 12-year-old Ann Putnam Jr. and Elizabeth Hubbard gave the names... Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tibeta. So a few different kids now point out the same thing, people, three people. Yep. Hmm. So it's a total of five kids, I think. No, f- yeah, five kids. So five kids are claiming that these three mm-hmm. are the cause of a problem. Yes. And the first one they named was Tibeta. Yes. That was the first one they had actually named. Um, so some historians believe that the octopus Accusation by Ann Putnam Jr., which was one of the, the girl young girls, uh, suggests that there was a family feud that may have been a major cause of the witch trials. At the time, a vicious viral, rivalry was underway between the Putnam and Porter families. So, so, so what you're saying is the accusation could have been just because they were having a feud, a family and they, feud. And they involved the kids to start. Start and make false accusations. Exactly. I mean, apparently this feud was so bad that even the citizens in town were fighting amongst themselves about. What sides. Right. The one of, what, of the family. Right. Who was right, who was wrong, what side they were on. So it was apparently a pretty big rivalry back then. But somehow some common to play to witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> it's witchcraft. <laughs> Um, now, let's see here. So, uh, Sarah Good 
was a destitute woman accused of witchcraft because of her reputation. At her trial, she was accused of rejecting Puritan ideals of self-control and discipline. And when she chose to torment and scorn children instead of leading them towards the path of salvation, that was why she was accused. So, she was accused for what reason? So, they're saying that she was a destitute woman. That was her reputation. And then also, she would discipline kids rather than point them in the right path of the Puritan way, basically. So, she did old-fashioned discipline. Yeah. Um, They called it torment and, and scorn, but... Yeah, so that was one of the reasons they believe she was picked out. Now, they also had Sarah Osborne, like I said, who rarely attended church meetings. She was accused of witchcraft because the Puritans believed that Osborne had her own self-interest in mind following her remarriage to an indentured servant. So because she was different, she was accused. Yep. Because she was different and she chose to leave her marriage and go to a different way of life, she's automatically a witch. That's what they're claiming. Yes. Now, the third, Tivita, mm-hmm. was an enslaved South American Indian woman from the West Indies. And she likely became the target just because of her ethnic differences. So, just because she so was. So, again, from... you're going back to that time. Here we go again with race and discrimination. Yep. Being So, you have three different reasons you're telling me now. Of why they chose, and all of them is because they were different. Whether it was your race, your personality, your opinion, you, you were accused. They decently were accused, and because possibly a family rivalry. Family one of them. Right, family mm-hmm. rivalry, and also because these women were different, and they weren't following the other ways so, of the people in town. So, as I tell you, today's world, you're free to be different. Back then, you're different. You're a witch. Yeah, today, we would... A lot of us would be witches. <laughs> uh, most of the world, because everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. In today's world, I mean, everyone would be a witch. There would be no such thing as mental illness, because you would be considered a witch. And just because different opinions, or you don't have the same belief as someone, same. you could be accused. Right, or you don't follow the same religion. If that, won't, if that was going on in today's world, we would have less than half the population. Oh, for, for Especially sure. if you want to add in that... You can have a family feud or a friend feud and accuse somebody. Which they're also saying that was also a possibility. Possibility. Yeah. You would, I mean, you're talking about the whole world. Just, it, I mean, it'd be just as bad as nuclear warheads. There are people that probably be dying in jail waiting to be yeah. even. It'd be worse know, than any crime that we, I mean, they say in the, war, in the world we live in now, drugs is the most charged thing. I mean, I've, I could see that being triple the thing, being witchcraft, if, if yeah. people are accused for personality and the religious, the beliefs. And, oh, yeah. So, that being said, that, that'd just be crazy. I'm mean, Like I said, you would lose a lot of your population. You would lose just as much as you would if everybody worries about nuclear warheads going off or nuclear war. Mm-hmm. You would lose just as much in this type of war, a witchcraft war. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The only difference is today's jails are so much better. Which is hard to say because jail is not great. It's not, but... but compared to how it was back then, yeah. it's it's like a prisoner camp. How some of the soldiers and military were treated in different prisoner oh, camps yeah. and stuff like that. Which I'll go into detail of how the jail was back yeah. then. But yeah. So each of these women was a kind of outcast and exhibited many of the character traits typical of the usual suspects for a witch. Um, they were left to defend themselves, so they had... No one to defend them, unlike today, where a lot of times you know you, you have your defenders, yeah, you or have your, your lawyers or witnesses, right? And your credibility of your, your, uh, I guess how you've been your whole life. 
Exactly. You have a lot more defense defense than you did back then. <laughs> exactly. Even um, for the guilty ones, who think OJ, you still uh, still was able to defend himself back then. I mean, being a witch was harder, oh, which is much, crazy, much harder. And you couldn't even prove it. Like the the prove it was to die. Yeah, I mean, there was no reasonable doubt. No, nope. I mean, obviously the case wasn't even reasonable, but there was no reasonable doubt. All you had to do was basically make an accusation and get more than one person to agree, and that's it. Yeah, and I don't even think it took more than one to what from the stories that yeah. you'll hear. It took it didn't take more than one person accusing that one person to even get that to go far. So. Yeah. In today's world, I mean, someone could witness a murder and there's still not enough evidence. You know, you could sit there and have a witness. I mean, it's, it's enough to put them in court and get a warrant, but it's still not enough to prosecute and to have no reasonable doubt. But back then, just a witness making an accusation was, all right, your life is not worth it anymore. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a whole different world. So even like putting your mind into the set of this, scary. It's absolutely scary. Well, it is. And what's more scary is you think of Lizzie Borden we did on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. There was more evidence towards her. And it wasn't, a lot of it was circumstantial evidence, but still more evidence towards her. These kids, the stuff that you're reading so far, there's no evidence. And it's right. like. <laughs> right. It's just, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah. So if you were accused, you were brought before the local magistrates on the complaint of witchcraft which then you were interrogated for several days. And that started on March 1st of 1692. That's when the three ladies were interrogated. So during Tibeta's examination, she made a shocking confession that she had been approached by Satan, along with Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, and they had all agreed to do his bidding as witches. So they admitted this. Tibeta admitted this on, for all three, but the other two still denied it. So she spoke for all three. Did all three of them know each other? Um, so it didn't go into detail. I'm assuming because it seemed like a very small town. They probably so they did. all lived in the same town. So it's yeah. kind of like everyone knew each other. Yeah. So I don't know if that was her way of trying to get them all thinking that might help them. Because oddly enough, if you admitted you were a witch back then, you were not hung. All you did was lose your land and were just outcasts from the town. So maybe she was just scared to be hung. So she just made a fake claim, hoping that all three of them would just go on with their lives. And they would just lose their property and not be able to live in the town. Because instead of getting hung because they denied it. Right. Um, so I'm not sure if that was her reasoning behind last, this. Last time I checked, a plea bargain must be better than a... Uh... <laughs> right. um, but anyway, we'll go back to this trial. All right. Um, so... In March, others were accused of witchcraft. Martha Corey, child Dorothy Good, and Rebecca Nurse in Salem Village, and Rachel Clinton in nearby Ipswich. They were also accused of They were witchcraft? also accused. Now, Dorothy Good was the daughter of Sarah Good, who was originally accused. Yeah, one of the first three, right? Four years old. Wow. They start out young. Wow, right? So... Martha Corey had expressed skepticism about the credibility of the girl's accusations, and that drew attention to herself because she was trying to say that all these young girls making all these accusations, it, something doesn't sound right. So because she had a different opinion from everybody else, now it looks funny. Yes. Now it looks like she's part of it. Yep. So that got fingers pointed at her. Freedom of speech in America Whew. at its finest. So... The charges against her and Rebecca Nurse deeply troubled the community because both of those 
ladies were upstanding citizens in the community. So now the community is going, if upstanding citizens like can be accused of witchcraft, then anyone can be a witch. Mm. So they, they're like all afraid now because it's like, we thought it was just like lower class maybe, but now if you're talking about high class. So it, was, it was all fine when it was like, it's just poor people. But now we're talking about, now I'm rich and you can still come after me. So yeah. there's no boundaries to stop accusing someone, no matter what their financial background is. Nope. Nothing was stopping it. I guess that was really shocking for back in the day. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. They were completely floored. Like, well, these people were members of the church. They were, you know, following all the ways of the Puritan way. And they still got accused. And they were up and high and mighty. And yeah, so, they're, I mean, you're talking about pretty much that all the people accused so far, basically a good citizens following the ways of America, but still being accused of a crime. Yeah, just for being different or for having a different opinion. Makes you wonder if there's a such thing still in the jurisdictions for anywhere that can be claimed as witchcraft. That's something I would like to know. You know, that is a really good thing we should look up. And is that law that's been abolished or is it a law that still stands? You know, because I did not see anything on that, but I did not dig on that. I so think maybe when we're at the end of this podcast, I'll talk and you can look it up. Yeah. See if you can find anything on that. Yeah, I'll definitely do that because that's, that's a really good point. Um, so let me find my, my foot in on here. Okay, so Dorothy Good, like I said, is the, the daughter of Sarah Good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, she's four years old. But she was not exempted from questioning and later thrown in jail herself because she was accused. Um, so that is just crazy that you would even throw a four-year-old and, in jail. And accused him of witchcraft. I mean, most four-year-olds are just learning to uh, talk and walk and uh, interact with other kids. And, right. And get ready to start kindergarten, and you're throwing this kid in for witchcraft. I just, I just can't fathom it. Like, I can't, I can't put myself in that situation back then. I can't either. I, I would just be terrified of watching every little thing I said and did, or wearing the wrong clothing, well, or it, anything. It's kind of like in today's world where you want to distance yourself from society, right, for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And back then, you wanted to do it for certain reasons. And that, I mean, I could see myself back then being more having a more anxiety and more of a wanting to hide and being a cabin in the hidden in the woods from everybody because you'd be afraid. But of course that would probably draw people attention to me because I'm hiding from the public. So here I am, the Blair Witch hiding in the cabin. So right. <laughs> it was a lose-lose situation back then. Exactly. I mean, it, like I said, I couldn't even fathom just living in that, that time frame and going through that hysteria. Um, like I said, Dorothy, they even interrogate her about her own mother. And four years old, you know how easily little kids, they're, what they're saying can be misconstrued. Imagination. Um, they have, the reason you're not really, you're not even a teenage mindset. You're in a fantasy, nothing. Right. What's real and what's fake is still not really established at four years old. And they can kind of be coerced yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you can rinse. A four-year-old just a monster under the bed. I'm sure you can convince them what you want any other one. Exactly. And that's <clears> basically <throat> what happened. And because they misconstrued what she was saying, as they said, but I think they probably coerced her a little bit, um, it caused her mother to be put in jail as well. They huh. they, they, they took that as... So they took the four-year-old yeah, and convinced to be able to charge the mother to with yep. witchcraft. Yep. Which is... I, again, I can't fathom it. 
So, um, in May, accusations continue to pour in. But so, so we're still in the same year. Yeah, yeah, it's still the same year. Oh, so we're only like in the May now. <laughs> yeah, we're in the May. So from February to May, we are getting this, and accusations are still coming in. And some suspects began to evade apprehension. Probably smart on their behalf. I ain't gonna lie, because mm-hmm. I, I think that would probably be the better alternative at this point. Um, now, until this point, all the proceedings were just investigative. They didn't have anything to bring into trial, so they were just investigating. This. So they were just locking them up and investigating, but they had no nothing to take them to trial. On. Right. Mm-hmm. But on May twenty seventh, sixteen ninety two, Governor William Phipps ordered the establishment of the Special Court of Oyer and Terminer for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties to prosecute the cases of those in jail. So he made a special court for these witch trial proceedings. So the American government, is what you're saying, mm-hmm. made a special investigation and trials for witchcraft. Yep. In layman's terms. That is the layman's terms of it all. Well. Yeah. A special, special court. Just for witchcraft. Just for witchcraft. I, I have no idea. But I, I love America, but America, as you say, <laughs> did some stuff that makes you wonder. Yeah. There was definitely some um, iffy situations <laughs> in the past. But, um, yeah, they had warrants that were issued for more people. Sarah Osborne, one of the first three persons accused, died in jail on May 10th in 1692. What so, was, do you know what the cause was besides being in jail? So, only thing, because there was no real... Saying I could find nothing indefinite on how she died, but I'm assuming if I t- as soon as I tell you the jail conditions, that had something to do with being in jail. Yes. So here's the jails, the Salem jail. They called it the dungeon. It was the worst kept pres- prison in the area because there was two other prisons not far, but in Salem Village, it's. That's where this Salem jail Sounds was like located. the murderers might got treated better than the witches. Uh, whew, so supposing witches. It was rat and lice infested. It was dark. And they said it smelled like dung and tobacco. The tobacco, is eh, that makes me queasy, but the, the dung is the polite way. You know what that means. Um, Crap. Yeah. And then there's rats everywhere and there's lice. So you have lice, you have the feces of the uh, mice. Of the prisoners as well. As the prisoners as well. Yeah, sounds like great times. Now, this jail also flooded many times. Mold. Uh, yep. So the, it would flood so bad it would come up to your ankles. So, And it was a common occurrence. Well, that's, that just sounds like just a poverty jail. Oh, it's very, very bad. Um so as a prisoner, you would sleep on the ground and you would be shackled. So I'm sleeping on the ground. On the ground. Where all this stuff is like the feces, the, mm-hmm. the mold, the water. I'm yeah. sleeping in it. Now, if you were lucky to have money, you could pay your tab for straw. You could have a straw bedding. Oh, ain't that nice of them. Yeah. But see, this is where I was going to get to is the prison would charge you for room and board. Your food, your clothes, shackles, the straw for your bed. And if you couldn't afford it, you did without most of those things. But the shackles and the clothing were non-optional. So, so I'm basically paying to be trapped in a jail for something I didn't do. Yeah. And I'm paying money, too. Yeah. 
which you didn't pay up front, but if you already knew you couldn't afford it, you would just say, no, I don't, yeah, want, I don't that. want any necessities because I didn't do anything, but I don't have the money when I get out of here, if I get out of here. Right. That's the thing. So if you were released, you had to pay that tab before you could leave, leave jail. Yeah. Yeah. And if you couldn't, you were stuck in jail. Jail until you could pay it. Yeah. Which you couldn't make money in jail. So. No. So if you had nobody out on the outside that could support you. Or you didn't you have, have any money? friends or family, you were you were putting up uh, putting up a creek uh, up a creek without a paddle. Yep, pretty much. That that's scary in itself. Yeah. Um, they would also withhold water from you as a form of torture. That's why I said it sounds one percent like a bad prison camp. You know, the ones that break the rules oh, and, yeah. and torture the prisoners and all that. Yep. Exactly what it sounds like. Besides, we're doing it to our own people. Yep. Um. Like I said, withhold water, so right there, just to get, get a confession. They wanted that confession so bad, they withhold water. And in today's laws, you can't withhold water from any prisoners. Nope. They would also strip you naked and inspect you for any moles, birthmarks, freckles, and they would poke those marks with pins. So that's another way you would get accused. If you had a weird freckle, birthmark. Something different. Something different. On your body. A yeah. scar, something. Yep. You could be accused. Yeah. Yeah. So, many of the trial and investigations use these methods to come out to figure out if you were a witch. So, just basically anything that was different, they decided uh, being seen at you were a witch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I'm going to tell you exactly about all the what they used. So, they would use spectral evidence, which was the testimony of an afflicted who claimed to see the apparition or shape of the person who was allegedly afflicting them. So some of these young girls and older people, um, there's more stories to that, that there's not just the young kids accusing. Right. They were claimed to see the apparition or the shape of the person that was causing them to have these fits. So we're going by mythical stories mm-hmm. or to also determine. Yep. If you were guilty. They also had the thing called the touch test. So they would take the person who was accused and bring them into the room. And then the person who is having the accused, the person or having the fits, they would bring them in there. And while they were having the fit, they would have the accused person touch them. If the fit stopped, it was them who was causing it. And they were a witch. Wow. So you know how easily that could be fate. Yeah. Very easily. Brings you all back to that whole feud and, yeah. or just accusing someone that you didn't like. Just for the heck of it. Yeah. So that was one. And then just having books of palmistry or horoscopes, pots of ointments in possession in your home or on your person. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like we said, the moles, the blemishes, all of that. Pretty much anything. Anything. I mean, you yeah. it down. It's just anything. Anything and everything. Yep. So they used all of those methods to figure out, okay, you're a witch. Besides, after, of course, you're accused. Um, so really nothing you could say or do besides say, yeah, I'm a witch and get shunned from the community and lose and, your property. And then people know you're a witch to all life, which you're very really not. Right. There's nothing or you could do. Or fight it and most likely end up dead. Yeah. Hung to death. Yeah. Which, oh, another fun fact. They only burned men of treason at the stake. That's uh. in, in here in the United States. They left the burning for just men of tre- that um, committed, treason. committed treason. Yeah. Wow. I've got to tell you, I wanted to tell that at the beginning. Yeah. That was just a little fun fact. Um, so 
When the court of Oyer and Terminer convened at the end of May, the total number of people in custody at that point were 62. So, so 60... 62 innocent people are being accused of witchcraft now. Yep, and are in jail. That's just crazy. So, um, John, uh, Cotton Mather wrote to one of the judges, and he basically cautioned them, saying that using the spectral evidence alone was not really the best way to go. I'm, I'm doing it in the um, today's word, so you would understand because it's an old, it's old English. So basically, saying, "Hey, it's not true. There's not enough evidence. Don't do it." Yeah, you need to find other ways. Which we know now should have happened. But. Yeah. Um, but of course, they kind of just mm-hmm. overlooked that. Now, the court of Oyer and Terminer convened in Salem Town on June second. What is that? Is that like a law firm? No, no. That's just the name that they they chose. Oyer uh, and Terminer. It's not it's, a company. It's... Nope, nope. Just the name they chose. Okay. Yep. Um, they convened on June second in sixteen ninety two. With William Stoughton, the new lieutenant governor, as chief magistrate, Thomas Newton as the Crown's attorney prosecuting the cases, and Stephen Sewell as clerk. Now, Bridget Bishop's case was the first brought to the grand jury, who endorsed all the indictments against her. Bishop was described as not living a Puritan lifestyle, for she wore black clothing and odd costumes, which was against the Puritan code. Oh no, something caught <laughs> Right? Which doctor. As we say, wearing black. I'm like, do you know how many people? I mean, uh, me, let's just go with that charge in America right now. How many people wear black? And yeah, it's me and you are already accused of Right. Witches. I know that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I'm already done. You're we're, done. We're already done. We're done. We ain't done nothing besides sit here and tell the story. And we're witches now. Yep, we're witches. So uh, yeah, they, they convicted her in hunger. She was hung. Hung because she wore black. Because she wore black and she didn't follow Puritan ways. That, that's, yeah. On June 10th, 1692, she was the first to be actually executed. Yeah, but did that teach us? That taught people not to wear black. Right. No. I'm going to start wearing orange and yellow now. That would probably still call. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> too bright. <laughs> too bright. Something wrong. Um. So... Immediately following the execution, the court adjourned for 20 days, which was until June 30th, and it sought advice from New England's most influential minister. Um, they just wanted to come back with, a, you know, just to get an idea of, hey, this is how it needs to go. Are we doing things right? And uh, they pretty much said, yeah, go, go for it. You're doing good. You're doing, doing good. great. Well, you're reviewing you and you are doing great. You are, you're getting a, you're getting an A plus on your report card. You got the one that was wearing black. Yeah, great job, great job. You know, it, it helped us out. Yeah. Um, now, Nathaniel Saltonstall, Esquire, he resigned from the court because he did not like how things were going and he did not think think things were being handled properly. A good job. Good job, Nathaniel. Props to you for seeing what this whole mess was and pulling yourself away. Um, so according to Upham, Saltonstall deserved the credit for being the only public man of his day who had the sense or courage to condemn the proceedings at the start. Mm-hmm. Only person. Like, was there no common sense back then? Like, uh, probably not. Good John Nathaniel, though. High five. So it's just crazy. One person, only one person thought it was nuts. The only other person who had skepticism, well, she was unfortunately accused. 
So from June 30th to early July, grand juries endorsed indictments against Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Elizabeth Proctor, John Proctor, Martha Carrier, Sarah Wilds, and Dorcas Hoare. And Hoare is H-O-A-R. So I just wanted to make sure that you're out there in podcast land. No, I'm not saying like the bad thing. Good. I'm just, I was, I was wondering. <laughs> uh, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, and Susanna Martin and Sarah Wilds, along with Rebecca Nurse, went to trial at this time and they were all found guilty. All five women were executed by hanging on July 19th. 1692. Now, I'm also going to add in there that not only were the children, like I said before, accusing, but when people would become accused, they would start accusing their family members, their neighbors, their ministers. Anybody is. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, this person calls me to do it. Or these people are witches as well. This person (laughs) calls me to go uh, wreck my car. So that's the other thing. I'm like, they must have not really liked their family to you know, to drop their family's names. Well, this person in my family, my cousin was one. Um, my cousin called us my father. They had grandfathers they were well, accusing. Just anybody and everyone. Like yeah. I said, it's just, there was no rhyme or reason. There was nope. no main thing to look for. It was just claims. Yeah. But the fact that they could do it to their own family, I don't know. It just, I couldn't it's fathom little, that it's either. It's odd. It's an odd time the way you're talking. Yeah, very odd. Um, so in mid-July, the constable in Andover invited the afflicted girls to Salem Village to visit with his wife to try to determine who was causing her afflictions. Anne Foster, her daughter Mary Lacey Sr., and granddaughter Mary Lacey Jr. all confessed to being witches. Because it's easier. <laughs> As time went on, I think some people caught the, the swing of it that it's just easier to say I'm a witch and just, you know, be shunned from the town. But at least you're still alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Now, in August, grand juries indicted George Boros, Mary Eastay, Martha Corey, and George Jacobs Sr. Trial juries convicted Martha Carrier, George Jacobs Sr., George Boros, John Willard, Elizabeth Proctor, and John Proctor. Now, Elizabeth Proctor was given a temporary stay of execution because she was pregnant. So that's something they mm-hmm. did do back then. Is if the women were pregnant, they got a stay of execution until they had the baby. But unfortunately, they had the babies in jail. Well. So that jail, being pregnant. Now that jail, also think about this, folks, out there in podcast land. There's no air conditioning. There's no heat. So when it's hot outside, it's hot in there. If it's cold outside, it's cold in there. So there's nothing. There's no blankets, no heater to keep you warm. So that, you know. That is just crazy. You know, that's just another thing to bring into the living conditions of the prison. So in August 19, 1692, Martha Carey, George Jacobs, George Barrows, John Willard, and John Proctor were executed. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Barrows was carried in a cart with the others. So that's one thing they would do. They would, they would put you in a cart from the jail. And they would they would cart you up to the gallows, which they've done different determinations. So they think they finally found where it was. It's not actually on Gallows Hill. Mm-hmm. They think it's at Proctor's Ledge where the original hangings were. Mm-hmm. Now there's been multiple stories also that it, they were either hung by the trees, hung by a ladder, or they were hung by a traditional gallow. But no one has actually give, has the actual knowledge to to uh, say either way. 
Yeah. So they were caught it. Like I said, Mr. Burroughs is there. He's getting caught it with the rest that were accused. Through the streets of Salem to execution. When he was upon the ladder, he began to recite the Lord's Prayer. This was something that he would not be able to do if, in fact, he was a witch. Even though there's evidence proves his innocence right there, they hung him anyway. So even if you had the evidence to prove you were innocent, they still hung you? Yep, he was there. Everyone in the town watching the hanging. That's something they did back then. Everyone gathered. Everyone starts to remember, hey, he couldn't do that if he was a witch. Right. And now the courts are all like, oh, man, we got to get control of this. Oh, hang him anyway. We don't. No, no, no. That was just that was. That's what I said. There was no rhyme or yeah. reason. That was just a trick, guys. That was just a trick. You know, he he he's still a witch. Just crazy. Um, so after you were hung, you were cut down. You were dragged to a hole in the rocks and thrown there. You weren't buried. You were just thrown in a hole in the rocks. And then later in the night, they said a lot of the family members would come and collect the bodies. That's just nice. Right. And they would bury them on their own property to try to give them a proper burial. Now, there was one article that stated that they would charge you a fee mm-hmm. to remove the bodies. So, two articles, and they're from two really good sources up in Massachusetts. So, I'm not sure which one's more legitimate or not. It might have been that they did charge you, but people would sneak there because they didn't have the money and carry the body away. But regardless, yeah, they would leave them there. Um, so... In September, grand juries indicted 18 more people. Numbers getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Grand jury failed to indict William Proctor, who was rearrested on new charges. Now, September 19th, 1692. I said we're still in 1692. We're in September. Still in the same year. Still Still within six months. Yep. Floor pleaded guilty, and 11 others were tried and found guilty. Now, here comes, remember Giles Corey? I was telling you that accidentally got killed. Right. So, they were trying to get a plea from him. He refused to plea. So, they did the penne forte adieu. Penne forte adieu. Tor- uh, torture. Which is where they, lay, they lay a, you on the ground. They lay a board. And then they keep stacking stones on you. Until it gets heavier and yeah. heavier. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of it. So, their initial thing wasn't to kill him by overstacking the weight until he couldn't no Just to no torture him and make him, and make him uncomfortable for a long time. And, I mean, that sounds like a great freaking time. Yeah, just get a plea, but they overdid it and they accidentally killed him. Oops, take him too much electricity. So, yeah, that he, he didn't even get a chance to give a plea. because So, he, he died refused. from torture. Yep, died from torture. <laughs> died from torture because he refused to plea. That is, it just says it all. That just says it all right there. That's, that's, <laughs> now. Yeah, could you imagine if that happened to these times? There would be riots. There not just riots. Up there'd, be a, there'd be investigations on the people that conduct this. Yes. That who allowed this be, to happen? Who, I mean, you can think of like a, you can the freaking court, um, courts and jails all get investigated when there's botched uh, death sentences, you know, when they go to push the drugs to kill a oh yeah yeah for a death sentence and uh if it gets botched it's to investigate now you're talking about torture yeah yeah and and, and you messed up that's another thing today's death sentence is a way way better than back then of uh, apparently just laying a bunch of stones on you to torture you or yeah or uh, hanging you which or they found not to be the best way and depriving you of water 
you know, yeah. all those things. I mean, those are things that are not supposed to be happening in jails anymore. No. So. But, yep, fortunately, the poor gentleman died due to torture. Now, on October 29th, Judge Sewall wrote, The court of Oyer and Terminer count themselves thereby dismissed. Asked whether the court of Oyer and Terminer should sit, expressing some fear of inconvenience by its fall, the governor said it must fall. Perhaps by coincidence, Governor Phipps' own wife was accused of witchcraft. And all of a sudden, he was like, yeah, we're going to close the courts. Oh, because his wife gets accused. Yeah. So once a big person's off, someone in his family's accused, now we got to stop yep, it. We got, nope, that can't happen. It can't happen. Now we don't use our power to stop yep, it. Yep, we're going to stop it. Nope. So after that, there was no more executions. Now, in January 1693, we've made it to 1693. The new Superior Court of Judicature, Court of Assize, and General Jail Delivery convened in Salem, Essex County, again headed by William Stoughton as Chief Justice, with Anthony Checkley continuing as Attorney General, and Jonathan Elaitson as Clerk of the Court. The first five cases tried in January 1693 were of the five people who had been indicted but never tried in September, which was Sarah Buckley. Margaret Jacobs, Rebecca Jacobs, Mary Whit- Whitridge, or Withridge, they had both. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying both just to cover the bases there because there was not anything to confirm. And John, uh, Job Turkey, Turkey, Turkey. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm saying that correctly. All were found not guilty. Grand juries were held for many of those remaining in jail. Charges were dismissed against many, but 16 more people were indicted and tried, three on whom were found guilty, which was Elizabeth Johnson Jr., Sarah Wardwell, and Mary Post. But when Stoughton wrote the warrants for the execution of these three remaining from the previous court, Governor Phipps said, Mm-mm, spare their lives and pardon them. <laughs> About time, Governor. Took you a little long, man. Way to go, Governor. Right? Way to go, Governor. So after all this is said and done, but this mass hysteria of the Salem Woods trials, 18 people were found guilty and executed. First one being June 10th, 1692 of Bridget Bishop. Yep. Then you had five July 19th, 1692 of Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, and Sarah Wilds. Oh, then, there's a dog acting up. <laughs> five more on August 19th, 1692, which was George Burroughs. Remember the gentleman who recited the Lord's Prayer? Right. Martha Carrier, John Willard, George Jacob Sr., and John Proctor. And then they had... All killed? All killed. An additional eight on September 22nd, 1692 of Alex Parker, Mary Parker, Anne Pudidar, <laughs> Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, Samuel Wardwell, Martha Corey, and Mary Eastie. Now, we already know about Charles Corey, who was killed under torture. Right. That was in September 19th of 1692. You had six people found guilty and pardoned, which was Elizabeth Proctor, Abigail Faulkner Sr., Mary Post, Siri Wardwell, Elizabeth Johnson Jr., and Dorcas Hoare. And then you had four that pled guilty and were pardoned which were Rebecca Ames, Abigail Hobbs, Mary Lacey Sr., and Mary Osgood. Yeah. 
Four died in prison, which was Sarah Osborne, Roger Toothaker, and Foster, and Lydia Dustin. Ten awesome people escaped from prison, <laughs> which I don't blame them for this particular situation. No. <laughs> John Alden Jr., Edward Bishop Jr., Sarah Bishop, Mary Broadberry, William Barker Sr., Andrew Carrier, Catherine Carey, Philip English, Mary English, and Edward Farrington. And then 13 people who were never indicted were Sarah Bassett, Mary Black, Bethea Carter Jr., Bethea Carter Sr., Sarah Coyce, Elizabeth Hart, William Hobbs, Thomas Ferrier Sr., William Proctor, Sarah Proctor, Susanna Roots, Ann Sears, and Tibida. She was never indicted. Um, and then two evaded arrests were evaded arrests, which were George Jacobs Jr. and Daniel Andrews. And I just wanted to say the names of all the victims because they deserved to have their names said to go through all that. Now, um, oh, other victims were two dogs that they accused of witchcraft and shot and killed. That's right. I could see my dog being one because he's being one right now. And then after they did, they realized, eh, that's probably not a good idea. Podcast people probably hearing comedy here right now. Yeah, probably they are. Um, so the last trial was held in May 1693. Mm-hmm. 1693, you finally finish. Now, on December 17, 1696, the general court ruled that there should be a fast day on January 14, 1697, referring to the late tragedy raised among the Satan and in his instruments. And on that day, Samuel Sewell asked Reverend Samuel Wilhurd to read aloud his apology to the congregation of Boston South Church to take the blame and shame of the late commission of Oyer and Terminer at Salem. So they were just giving their apologies. Ann Putnam Jr. was also one of the ones to give her apologies, and she was one of the young kids who accused many of witchcraft. Now, October 17, 1711, the general court passed a bill reversing the judgment against 22 people listed in the 1709 petition. So 22 of those people got the reverse and, and was found not guilty. Even free. the ones that were dead. Yeah. That, that's what they're, yeah, the ones alive and dead. Well, that doesn't really help anything, does it? Also, they were authorized monetary compensation. It was going to be divided among the survivors, relatives of those accused. And it was come to like 578 pounds that were split. Most of the accounts were settled within a year. But here's the crazy part. It took until October 31st, 2001 to have all people accused, prosecuted, and executed to be proclaimed innocent in the Salem witch trials. 300 years later, some performance 400 years. I don't even want to do the stack math. But, right. Uh, way to go. Yeah. It took and that's that- just the United States. Not talking about the other yeah. countries. I had, I know I read Great Britain had accused people too. Oh, yeah. Witchcraft. So yeah. we're just You're- talking about a one hysteria area of one point in time. Just one city or one town, not compared to all over. Yep. So witchcraft was a believable thing back then in the 1600s. It was. Now, here's a strange fact. So scientists tried to find a way to explain what happened during this mass hysteria, right? I'll I'll, I'll give my opinion after this. Well, in 1976, the science magazine cited that fungus ergot found in rye, wheat, and other cereals which toxicologists can say cause symptoms such as delusions, 
vomiting, muscle spasms. And it's related to LSD. It may have been the cause of the afflictions. Huh. Now, uh, there might have been a few that might have been the cause of it. But I think no, there was a lot. It wasn't the kids. I mean, come on now. No, so. I think there was a lot of personal vendettas that yeah, were used for well, that. Well, I have an opinion, but I'll say it when you finish. Okay. But yeah, so apparently the ergot is a purple shading on the rye. Yeah. And a lot of people back then were thinking it was just overexposure to the sun and yeah. still use it. Apparently, yeah, it's like an LSD. They derive LSD from that. So. Whoa. Yeah. Doing LSD back then, didn't even know it. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, um, definitely a place I would love to go visit. I mean, that is the Salem Witch Trials. There are many places within the area that have, have hauntings. The, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll get into our opinions here, right? Yeah, I would get and into then we'll our discuss a little bit more. Like my my opinion is that everything you just heard was bullcrap. <laughs> no, I mean you you lived in a time when you could be accused for something that you didn't do, right? Yeah. And it still happens in today in America. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you have a better chance of getting off if you are innocent than you still. Now is the judiciary system is still not perfect. There's innocent people that still get charged and those bad people get off still. Mm -hmm. But back then, you're talking about you didn't need any evidence. Nope. Okay. So back then was way worse than today. The jails are way worse. And I think you're still dealing with back then the same thing you're dealing with today is that you're judged because you're different. Absolutely. And people don't like different people. People don't like people being different from them. They don't. So that yeah. was the big problem back then. It's a okay. problem today still. And then when you have and add in back then that the government, whether it be state or federal, or whatever, county, city, could charge you just on claims. Yep. Claims. Being, and just because you were different. There's people today that fight for their, their differences in this world every day, protest, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And back then, you couldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, that just, that, and that that's the basics of the case, right? Yeah. But then you add in this witchcraft for you. Okay. 99.9% .9 sure it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, do people like to pretend or try to do it? Sure. Do I believe mm -hmm. it? No. I'm a religious person. Certainly don't believe in witchcraft. Um. But at the same time, that was not the witchcraft back then they were doing, they tried to do today. Oh, no. Today's no. witchcraft is all like, you know, it's still fake, but it's not what was going on back then. They weren't actually practicing witchcraft. No. They were accused of being witches. Yeah. Because they were different. Every single one was accused because they were different, whether it be a physical ailment, a mental ailment. Anything. Opinion was different. Opinion was different. I didn't like you wearing different clothes, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You were easily prosecuted or killed. Yeah. That's the more the story is that it's not a real story. It's not really about witches. It's the fact that what we did to these innocent people, mm -hmm. our government, yeah, did to our innocent people, and over claims that today's world, if someone claims somebody a witch, you lock them in a same asylum and call it a death. Yeah. That's the different times. Yeah. Now we try to get them help. Now in 2022, if someone claims it, you look at them like, yeah, I think you need a mental evaluation saying someone's a witch. Back then, I say someone's a witch. I'm the good person. The bad person's the witch. Yeah. Different times. 
Way different times. And still on this day, if there was such as which, there's still no way to prove it or not prove it, right? So. <laughs> yeah, because I did not read in any of those that any one of the people survived the hangings, which in that case would have made them a witch. So, just right there. So, in my opinion is, all these people suffered for no reason at all. Because mm-hmm. people had different opinions. Yep. Because even if you... Uh, pled guilty. You lost all of your land, your money. You were shunned. Yeah. So your family was shunned. So not even no, that no, person. No one really won those cases. No. no. There was no one in it. You just didn't get to die. That's okay. Yeah. Or and if you still pledge your innocence because you want to be you know, found innocent, nine times out of ten, you were not. You were going to be executed and hung. So I think we can both agree, agree with this case is that it comes down to innocent people died for a false claim. Yes. Which, today's world would be a big consequence for that. It would. Um, that's why they call it the mass hysteria of the Salem witch trials, because out of all the trials throughout the whole world, that was the true mass killing. It was, I mean, it was, it was basically like, a massacre. Can, yeah, it was Massacre of town of people being different. You yeah. massacred them. Yep. Um, so while I continue to... You get my point of view. Why don't you look up and see if there's any still laws in America on which which is a witchcraft? Like, do these people still get prosecuted? Could we? Could someone accuse us and we could be? I mean, is there even a law on it? Because I know some there is some funny laws in some states. Yeah, there are. Some. They were never abolished, and you're just like, wow. You know, there's ones where you can't go out on Sundays wearing something. Can't remember what state that is. Oh yeah, there's definitely some funny funny laws that you're like, yeah, that. Okay. It doesn't apply that anymore. Was made, when was that made? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't apply. Um, but yeah, as far as the whole thing of witchcraft, which you can interrupt him when you find information. No problem. The funny thing was it was that what we know witchcraft today compared to what they thought it was back then is two different things. It's not the same thing. They, I mean, they, they literally thought these people had powers of witch powers, or witch spells. And- yeah, they were causing these kids to have fits and act out. And it brings um, back to Blair Witch, which is something we're going to be covering soon, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the story of it, even though it's fake, is the fact of how it came about. It's pretty much that someone back in that time mm-hmm. living around Burkitt's where they thought was a witch. Yep. Now, it was said that they, this woman did crazy stuff to kids back then, but they accused her of being a witch. So that, and then, you know... The Blair Witch story comes along with the story itself is fake and the movie is fake, but there is a little bit of an urban legend, I would say, in Burkittsville, Maryland, about a Blair Witch or a witch. So. I'm still trying to find guys. I am still here looking. So I'm not seeing anything. I do see there's still like laws on like bloodletting and killing animals for sacrifice. Sacrifice and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as. Um, religion goes because they consider like a, a they, consider, they consider witchcraft now religion more than an actual um, power, right? Yeah, so it's not illegal to practice any religion, religion. You want. yeah, yeah, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. So, I guess the law was abolished, and now witchcraft is considered a religion. Um, it's funny. Yep, and the Salem witch trials did take place under British law. Remember that. Yeah, because the British still own the North, right? In Massachusetts at yep. the time. Or if it was the Revolution War. I can't remember for sure what time and dates right now. I'm blanking. But, so they still own the North. 
Yeah, so... So yeah. They, they were still in charge of a lot of territories of our map. Exactly. So, so how they had it where it was technically wasn't the United States that, that had the trials. It was the under British, British law. Yeah. Which I can see that because of the time, you know. Yeah. So I guess it was not the United States government or whatever did this. The British government or whatever. But still, crazy. Bad. <laughs> crazy. Bad, crazy. bad job. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I love my country, but there is definitely in the history of this country been some mistakes that you have to question, which you should be able to question your leaders, right? Absolutely. I think that's how it was all founded on that, you know, they should be held accountable. Yeah, you have the right to question. I mean, same as in the fire department or whatever you do, you have the right to question your leader when in a neglect incident like this situation. I, if I was alive during the witch trials, I would have been questioning my Oh yeah, superiors. So. Absolutely, would have went down probably dying and being accused, but I don't care. I was doing what was right. Right. So, except do you love this country, but <laughs> and and most countries, but there's still issues in all countries. So yeah, there is. There's uh, still good big good people out yeah, in every lot, country. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good people. I mean, that's the only thing that makes living worth living is because you do know that the good outranks the mistakes and the bad. Oh, yeah. And there is a difference from the government making a mistake to intentionally being bad because nobody's going to be perfect. So even when the government makes mistakes, it needs to be corrected, but doesn't make them bad. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the person who's running the government or sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge at that point that makes the mistake. Not all mistakes are intentional. So do want to point that out. Yeah. But in this situation, this was just a common sense. Saying, yeah. Okay. This was yeah. a bad mistake. This was not a mis- just a mistake. This was just pure stupidity. Oh yeah. This was not a mistake. This was just what the heck's wrong with you people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just going back to the governor was all fine to go through with these trials, but as soon as his wife was accused, he was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we're going to close up the and, trials." And that's what I said. This was not a mistake. This was just pure murder. Yeah. Unnecessary murder at the time. Yeah. But, yep, so, anyway, again, we have a YouTube channel with the same name you can check out. We'll eventually don't get put more and more content on that channel. And that's going to be where you see us actually go investigate stuff this year and next year and future years. Yes. Um, but we got some a little couple of things on there you can check out. This podcast is definitely going to continue. Hopefully every week is where our plan is to have an episode every week. This week, since we were behind, we're probably going to do two episodes which we'll probably do the other episode tomorrow to give everybody a chance to listen to this episode. <laughs> but tomorrow's episode is going to be on Jenny Wade. Jenny Wade is a house in Gettysburg. That's all I will say on that. It is a haunted house. We have actually visited this house, so we're going to be able to give you some details on that too, besides the history, which is a great history lesson on that house. Oh, it is. It falls in the history, but also falls in the paranormal. So you get the best of both worlds. Of that. So you'll get the... James's history lessons because he loves history and knows a lot about it. I lecture you on history and make you fall asleep like I do the Liz. And then we'll discuss the backstory of the paranormal on it. And then we'll discuss our personal experiences of the place. Oh, and yeah. It's so, awesome. to You need to visit Gettysburg if you get the chance. And this is just one of several locations in Gettysburg that we have stories on. But I'm going to start out with me doing one on Jenny Wade's house. Eventually you hear more, and eventually on our YouTube channel, you will see us actually go back there and hopefully film some stuff for you guys and film the house. Because we have been to this house, Jenny Wade's house, yeah. several times. I can't, I think we can count more on two hands here. So oh, yeah. I've done the tours. We've done everything with it. So we have a lot of knowledge on this. Yeah. So that will yeah. be our next podcast. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about the Salem Witch Trials. Salem Witch Trials, we know, may have been a little uh, 
boring because of how the stories are on it, and it's not yeah. it's not as you don't know as much as you would like some stuff we're going to talk about or some stuff we have witnessed like Lizzie Borden or the one when we talk about Jenny Wade that we have actually seen hands to hand and all this is so the one you got from this day was more like a history and then our opinions because we wouldn't couldn't really give you any facts of it. Yeah. Of us actually being there or anything like that. Yeah, we haven't visited yet. That's our plan to. But, but... that's going to be hopefully a double decker when we go to Lizzie Borden's house this year on YouTube. So you probably get both the best worlds on that day. Oh, of, yeah. Of two different videos when we go up there. So yeah. that should be interesting. Um, now, I do recommend that if you did enjoy learning about the Salem Witch Trials, there's a lot more. I mean, there was, I probably could have made a three-hour episode, honestly. Uh, more than that. There's, yeah. there's a tons of books, there's movies, there's series on it. Yeah. There's ghost hunting on it. There is a, um, now, I will get into some paranormal one you were saying, right? Oh, yeah. I actually listed it because I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if we should bring it into that because we haven't fully been there ourselves. But there are hauntings at many of the places there. So, it'll be it, some places we go to visit that will supposedly have these hauntings that we go into more details and probably do a podcast on the individual places themselves. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the thing with that is... I'm sure it's haunted. You're talking about all these innocent people who died. Oh, yeah. So, if there's, I mean, if there's a such thing as hauntings, and that's what this whole podcast is about, paranormal mm -hmm. and mysteries, yeah. then that'd be a good place to investigate. Oh, yeah. I've so, heard, I've read some stories, so I think that would be a great place to investigate. So, anybody who's enjoying our podcast, share it out. We are trying to continue to grow. Um, we are also going to be getting better equipment. We're going to be getting actual podcast microphones and making this permanent, right? I mean, oh, yeah. And very going hard on exploring mysteries and diving into them. Um, I will name a few that I'm going to go over this year, a podcast. And then, I mean, I'm not going to go over the ones we're going to visit yet because that's always a timing issue and all. But we're planning on hitting everything we talk about. But uh, I know for certain cases, I'm going to be talking about this one coming up. But it said Jenny Wade. Um, then there's other ones in Gettysburg that I do want to discuss. There's a lot of other stuff that I have on my plate that I need to look into more. But O.J. Simpson, that's a mystery. Yeah, that is. It's still a mystery. Um, I don't know if there's really any paranormal one, but it's a mystery. It's definitely a mystery, right? Oh, yeah. Um, then I want to discuss stuff like it's other mysteries that won't have some paranormal. That's going to be spread out because a lot of this is paranormal. But one of the episodes I want to dedicate to MH370. Malaysian airline flight that's missing. That is a good one. My opinions, what happened, and all that. I think that'd be a fun podcast, and oh, it's a yeah. mystery. It's a good mystery. It is. It is very it's still on side mystery. That'll be some. Um, so as far as mystery goes, those are some of the ones I want to dive into. Oh yeah. Um. Then there's a lot of paranormal, and that that's just I think there's more paranormal than anything. Oh yeah, that's what I said. I had there's just so many that I've seen. I'm like, what you want to do first? What you want to do first? Yeah. So I think my next one's going to be Jenny Wade. Have you thought about your future one since your future one's going to be next Monday, Tuesday? I I have one, but I don't know if I want to release it yet. So maybe tomorrow she'll release where hers is going yeah. to be next week. So tomorrow night we will be dropping the Jenny Wade podcast because we missed last week. So this was technically last week's podcast because uh, mm -hmm. our work schedule's gotten robbed. So, yeah, you don't get another podcast dropped tomorrow night. Jenny Wade, and that's gonna be a really I'm very excited to do this one. Oh yeah, I no, I love like every time I go to Gettysburg, I honestly I just love going to Jenny Wade's house. Right. So so, so make sure you all and uh our mystery fans out there share out our podcast for other people to get this growing. Um, because when we do get monetized on this podcast, we will do a giveaway. And I think we're gonna do some kind of mystery or 
giveaway. Maybe it'll be tickets to go to go to one of these mystery places. You know, like the penitentiary or uh, Jenny Wade's house. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Maybe it'll be uh, something to help them get their home, uh, paranormal investigation. Something they would need. Maybe a uh, EVP. Yeah. P thing. Who knows? We'll work on that after. Yeah, we're just spitballing some we're work, ideas. Yeah, we're working on some ideas, but we are working on something to give away once this podcast gets monetized, right? Yeah, absolutely. So share it out. Share it on everything. Get people interested. The podcasts are only going to get better, especially when we're getting better equipment. The sound's going to get better. Um, we are going to be having microphones here hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yep, as soon as, uh, as, soon as we uh, look at which ones we want. Yeah. We're going to be getting them. So, yep, thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, stay tuned to tomorrow night's one. Yeah, thank you, Mystery Squad. You guys are awesome. And that's another episode from our Mystery Mansion. And hope you guys stay spooked. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. Don't die.